This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. It is a massive, massive Thursday night football matchup tonight. The Bengals and the Ravens, and the Bengals are really up against it. The Ravens need this game because they just need to continue to stack wins in an AFC North where up until the Deshaun Watson injury and maybe this past Sunday, a lot of us thought we were absolutely looking at four teams from that division making the playoffs. Bengals are three-and-a-half-point underdogs right now, and the over-under is 45-and-a-half on ESPN Bet. I look at this game from a Cincinnati standpoint, and I truly believe that if they don't get it, this is going to be the end of it. And the reason I say that is not only are they just 5-4, and four, but they are 0-2 in the division. They are 1-4 and four in the conference. You add another conference and division loss to it there. You're 5-5. Five and five. There are going to be too many other instances where you are just not going to break ties in. I think it's an absolute killer for them. Well, and you look at this, though, what they have coming up on the back end of this also. You got the Steelers coming to your place, and you have to go to the Jaguars. That's not easy. Uh, but nothing in the AFC right now is easy. Heck, Gardner Minshew's winning games with the Colts right now. I mean, they're, they're a 500 football team. So to your point about not just looking at the toughest division in football and where they are, but also looking around at wild card standings and, you know, whether it's whomever's going to win out of the East, whether the Bills finally get things right, whatever it may be, there's a lot more to it. And the Texans are making a run now with C.J. Stroud. By the way, good call to you guys about a week and a half ago. And mentioning C.J. Stroud, and not just Rookie of the Year, but he might get put himself in MVP conversations. They win that is. division? You have to have that discussion. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. And you and Joe were all over that about a week, week and a half ago. I was driving the truck and almost wrecked, and I was calling you guys football fools, but it turns out you're football <laughs> geniuses. So anyway, uh, but to me, when you got a guy like Burrow and a, a defense that hunts and all that talent, especially the skill position – I'm never going to count out Joey B. Even if they lose tonight, I still would give them a fighting chance. In week 17, they're going to be right there in the mix for a wild card spot. He's now, but, that good. I, I, I agree that he is that good, but and I can't stand the fact that I'm about to use the word that I'm going to use, but mathematically, it's going to you. be incredibly difficult. I hate difficult. you as much as Kuiper does right now. I, and I, to- I hate myself. <laughs> Neither of you could ever possibly hate me more than I hate myself. <laughs> And that's just genuinely true outside of this whole discussion. (laughs) Having said that, it's going to be very difficult for everything I just said. How about this? Just listen, I I hate throwing around numbers. I hate doing it because it's like throwing around manhole covers. And generally, I agree with you. You can make them say whatever you want them to say. Ravens are 19-3 and at home in the regular season and night games since Harbaugh took over as coach. And during that span... The Bengals have lost 13 straight on the road in primetime. Ouch. And you know what you know what stinks for me with this game? Is that it's on a Thursday night. Now we've been we've been after Carolina and Chicago last week. I mean, we 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 needed anything because that that set football back generations. But I hate the fact that we're getting this big of a game on a short week. Because these dudes I, I, you talk to any NFL player, folks, and they will tell you their bodies don't even start to feel right until Thursday. Yeah. And you have the short week of prep. I mean, you know, it's it's just awful 
football. And for these two teams, with this much on the line, especially for Cincinnati tonight, I, I cannot stand the fact that it's on a short week on a Thursday. Okay. So with that in mind, who does that? So you just, you got me, you got the gambling little twitch going in me there for a second. Come on with it. Immediately, I'm thinking under. Oh, every, and every Thursday. Every Thursday, I take the under. How, how many times does it hit this year? That's what I want to know. Abby, going we need into, to look into that. Going I'm, into last weekend, unders yeah. overall in the NFL were hitting, I think it was 61% of games. Right. And, in and prime I think that time, number was bigger in prime time. Yeah, and in, and in prime time, the under had hit, I think, in 10 of 11 weeks, or 10 of, 11, uh, 10 of the last 11 games. So it was a massive number. Mm. I'm on board. I'm on board. Oh, yeah. Listen, it doesn't take much to get me I already interested. took the under, Coach. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you're going to remember, sometimes you're dealing with an amateur, too, on this end. So Whatever. Uh, but now I'm on board with it. So listen, but that aside, then you have to start to talk about where Lamar Jackson is in all of this. And uh, he was asked this week about not being able to hit deep routes because that started to become a discussion around Lamar Jackson. And, and this kind of... See, this is what drives me nuts. With Lamar, during all the contract stuff, all of it, we were constantly picking him apart. Constantly picking him apart. Here he is on that topic about not being able to hit deep routes. Lamar, what can you do to uh, improve on hitting these guys on the nine, nine routes? Hit them. I mean, it's right there. I'm, I'm pissed off about it, to be honest with you. Um, I don't watch the game, and it's like... Like it might be a difference in the game if you know if we connect with that one, you know. But um, gotta gotta can't dwell on it, you know. Um, hopefully this Thursday we we catch them when we want them, you know. We have success with the deep ball. Um, we connect, have chemistry there. But I, I believe it's there, you know. In practice we we do it all the time, you know. Those guys catch the ball down the field, 40 yards, 50 yards down the field. We just gotta need um, we needed to trans transition over to the games. You're gonna love the answer. What are you gonna do about it? Hit them. <laughs> Right. You know, actually complete them. Right. Maybe that's on me a little bit. Love it. And Zay Flowers, you and I were on, were on our draft covers with Chris Canty and Mike Tannenbaum. You and Canty were all about in Baltimore. If there's one guy that's on the board when they're drafting, don't just run the card up. Don't even think about it. It was Zay Flowers. Mm. And that dude is a machine. Got to target him a little bit more. You know, and, and, I, and I think they will. Listen. If I'm looking at the Ravens in this game tonight, I'm honestly just trying to figure out if I'm going to be able to make Burrow uncomfortable enough, not, not make him question the leg or anything like that, just uncomfortable enough when he doesn't have T. Higgins, he's got Chase, uh, he's got Boyd, but can I make him uncomfortable enough where that is going to be a huge difference for him tonight? You know what's crazy, though? When Burrow has to go off script and with that unannounced play, he's exceptional. I mean, he's he's a better athlete than most people give him credit for. Oh, that's 100% accurate. And that's when you knew the last few weeks that he was healthy when he was moving around and doing that. But when I talk about being uncomfortable, I'm talking about in the pocket and there's not a whole lot of... In his face, right? yeah, Yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot of room for him to slip out and try to make a play on the run like that. Uh, this is it for Cincinnati, man. This is it. By the way, here's your answer. Uh, Evan and the boys just dug this up. Six of the ten Thursday night football games have hit the under this year. I, I would have thought it was more. Uh, we've been cashing some tickets on that one. 
And while the Ravens and Bengals have gone over in five of their last six meetings overall, the under has hit three of the last four times in Baltimore. Short week, 45 and a hook on ESPN bet. Give me the under. I think I'm on board. I think I'm on board. <laughs> Leave a smile on your face, man. Uh, it's just, I mean... I, it doesn't take much to talk me into something, and then it really doesn't take me much to then get me excited about something. Well, you almost had a horse racing meltdown for me, man, because I'm watching Churchill Downs right now. That four horse would have gotten in. I'd have hit a big trifecta. We just missed it by the nose. Uh, at the wire, so I, you, I don't you, you know, almost lost me for the rest of the show if that bad boy would have hit. But I, I honestly don't know if you know how much more respect I have gained for you during this show with betting on <laughs> Churchill Downs while we're playing. It's amazing. It's asking right now. Oh my God, we're up a whopping three bucks. But this man, is, it, that would have been a big one. That that would have had a comma in it if we'd have hit that try box one dollar. Uh, for a $6 wager, try box. And if the four would have gotten in there at 16 to one, whoo, coach. This Mercy. Is from, this is from a man on this end who used to pop over OTB occasionally on the <laughs> on the lunch breaks in Queens. Carlin versus Joe, Respect. ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle it and save at Progressive.com. Up next, the Panthers made a huge deal, we know, with the Bears to go and get Bryce Young, and they might be paying for it right now. The deal, though, was almost much bigger? That's right. They said what next? ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. They said, what? what? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't, I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said, what? <laughs> every time we play it, and Jerry. every time I forget, we're going to hear Jerry. <laughs> I absolutely adore that clip. Man, when I was covering the Cowboys, the things you would hear from that guy. My favorite Jerry of all time was the glory hole comment at, uh, Oh yeah, I know. And, and he, he used it, it again a couple of weeks ago. Did he? He said, he said glory hole again a couple of weeks ago. What are you doing? Evan Wilner, our, our producer didn't believe me about a year ago on, on you know, and uh, I said, just go Google it. It's there. Well, yeah, he's, what at is... the, he's at the, he's, he's sitting at the big table, right? On, on this massive grand stage, the first day of cowboy training camp. And uh, you hear Jerry talking about how he wants some glory hole. Uh, it's just his. What are you his, talking about, Jerry? Oh, my God. Yeah. And it came back Every again time. last week. Every time. I, I, oh, my God. This was the I one. Uh, there's the one from 2012. Is there the one that's recent or no? The one that we had like two weeks ago? We had another Evan's one. scrambling right now. He's sport, like, he's... sport. Uh, sport. There's too many. Uh, the uh, rough times that you have with sport, everybody has it. Everybody, you can't really play unless you have some hard times. Uh, but it is the absolute <laughs> glory hole. <laughs> he did. To have that uh, elusive win to be the champion. He's. I didn't hear that one. I didn't. I didn't know he went back to uh, old faithful from like '09. Yeah, that was that was a couple of weeks ago on his radio show, on 105.3. Evan, if you can, but at the end of this segment, if you can go get the one from training camp back in the day, where Rich, then then PR director Rich Dalrymple says, "Oh, wow, glory holds an old oil wildcatting term," and Jerry goes, "Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I want me some glory hole. Right. Oh God." <laughs> It's just the He's worst. a national damn treasure. It is oh the absolute glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, All right, let's get to the uh, new ones. Let's move on. <laughs> let's get to the new ones. First up, David Tepper, Panthers owner at a press conference. Now, of course, we remember the trade that happened uh, that allowed the Panthers to get the number one overall pick so they could draft Bryce Young, but apparently it was almost much bigger than it turned out to be with the Bears. We had a trade to go up to two. And it was a three-way trade with um, Chicago, and we were going to go up to two, and the Texans were going to trade up to one. Chicago was going to be down to two, and we were going to trade with Chicago. And so we were, you know, we were waiting. We had that trade kind of arranged on Wednesday, I think, so at the time when I think Wednesday. And so, um, you know, we waited. You know, <laughs> and you have to appreciate. It. Like I, I come from a world where you do trades, and I don't love when trades don't happen right away. Some drivers got crazy. I, I have to apologize for Scott for this, by the way. I'm saying, what's going on with these guys? This doesn't feel right. What's going on? And so Wednesday goes, Thursday goes. We get into Friday, and the, the uh, Texans changed their mind about the trade, about doing the trade, the three-way trade. We got in the afternoon. It's Friday afternoon, and 
you know, Scott talked to um, Pools, um, and basically um, he, he, got the, he, he got a value that he would accept for us to move up to one. I don't really understand what's behind saying all that, other than to say, well, if we were at two, we would have taken C.J. Stroud. <laughs> we would have been much better off, except that you were at one and you could have. I don't know. Listen, it could have been much bigger. That's fine. Texans ended up moving back up anyway so that they could get Will Anderson, yep. who we had on this week. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. His mom, by the way, you'll mess with Mama Sweet Tea. His mom is amazing. <laughs> she scares me. How many mothers have scared you in your life? Well, mine, first of all, because yeah. when you don't do your chores growing up on a thoroughbred horse farm in Folsom, Louisiana, you take the beating of a lifetime. I mean, lead shanks, riding crops, halters. She beat me with a broom once. So, yeah, my mom, wow. I'm, I'm still, still, still. Love her to death. She's one of my best friends. But every now and then there's a little PTSD. When I see yeah, her I a broom in her hand, I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Uh, Clearly there's some scars. All right, let's move on. To a tongue of Iloa, Dolphins quarterback. Did you see that he got braids in his for his hair. He's got him braided straight back, and they all the media thought he looked like Drake. But Drake, uh, I don't know if I look like Drake. Drake? Kiki. <laughs> Wifey likes it, though? The wifey likes it. She loves it. Got to get her redone before uh, the game. What's so wrong with looking like Drake? He's doing all right. Doesn't sound like uh, Tua is a big Drake fan. Like, Apparently eh, not. Not feeling it. Yeah, I don't know. Once you get the braids, you have to keep them tight. I like how he said, you know, I got to get them redone before the game. Yeah. Have you ever done braids? Oh, yeah. Look, look at this flowing locks that I've got. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm coming home in a couple of years. I'm going to look like you. Uh, no. I got no, a big no, old no, no, yarmulke no. back there. There's a bald spot, man. Listen. Listen to me. You do what you have to do right now. You get in front of that problem. You get out care. in front of that problem. I, don't yell at me. Oh, I'm, I'm yelling at you for your own sake. Okay? Or I will go get the broom. Oh. <laughs> you know what I took that beating for? I snuck an ice cream sandwich before feeding the horses in the front field. Well, listen. I, here's, a, here's the problem, though, okay? You did that, and you look like you. I did that. I didn't catch it for that, and I look like me. So, you know. I'm heading your way in more ways than one. Uh, here's Gronk, four-time Super Bowl champion. He was on, uh, as he is every week, with um, Kay Adams on Up and Adams on FanDuel. Uh, talking about Mac Jones. He's not respected in New England. Coach Belichick has played all these games with him. Bailey Zappi isn't even close to being on Mac Jones' level. You should never, ever sit Mac Jones. You tried it once. You tried it twice. It's not working. Now he's doing it again. He won't name a starting quarterback. He's not respected there. I think Mac Jones should ultimately, even right now, should just go ask for his release. If you're talking to me about what he should do, ask for his release. And then if it's granted, he should go sign with the Cleveland Browns. Look, I feel for Mac Jones. He clearly has not been the guy up there. But if he is in that bad of a situation as Gronk is describing, and they're playing all these games, like he, the one thing that's very clear, given their situation at the moment, he's the guy that gives them the best chance to win. That doesn't mean it's a good chance to win, but it's the best out of what they have. Oh, yeah, and I think Bill Belichick set Mac Jones back years with what he did to him last year, having Matt Patricia yeah. be his offensive coordinator. I mean, look, I saw him week one of uh, the very first game he played as a pro, and I'm going, this dude's got it. 
I mean, he was he, he made a Pro Bowl and, and helped New England get to the playoffs as a rookie. Then Josh McDaniels leaves to go to Vegas. We all know how that worked out. You hire Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to call offensive plays. Be, and, come on, man. I mean, and then how about the tone of Gronk going after Belichick there? That also stood out to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo, Saying woo. basically he's played all these games with him. Oh, yeah. Dan Campbell, Lions head coach, on with Stoney and Jansen. Uh, do you know that Dan Campbell, since he's been Lions head coach, has gone for it 100 times on fourth wow. down? I did not know that. 100 times. Here's what I would say for, because I tell my family this, just wear a diaper before some of these games, and I'll give them an alert say, put them on and be ready to roll. I, I love the added, be ready to roll. Like, what does that mean? Oh, man. <laughs> I love him. I mean, it, you know, everyone was making fun of him when he was hired, talking about, you know, biting off kneecaps. So now they're deep frying thighs, man. I mean, it, it is... And any dude who on his way to work as an NFL head coach stops off at a 7-Eleven and gets a couple of cans of Copenhagen long cut for the day, that's my kind of guy. <laughs> Finally, Sharon Moore, Michigan's interim head coach, in a press conference this week about Michigan versus everybody. Excuse me while I go and throw up. So is it Michigan versus everybody, as your shirt says, or is it Michigan as America's team? <laughs> a little bit of both. Everybody that's against us is on the other side. If America's with us, then let's go. You guys are with us. And uh, if not, then tough. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. At the top, everybody's always trying to knock it down. And we feel like we've always got a target on our back, which is great. We love it. So we're just going to continue to do what we do, stay together, and uh, just keep rolling. Here's my problem, Ian. It's all self-inflicted. It's all self-inflicted. Yeah. So if we're going to sit there and, and listen, I know – with Harbaugh, I, I I don't blame Michigan it per se. Fans are getting to me a little bit, but I don't blame Michigan. But I do blame Harbaugh, and all of this is self-inflicted, and nobody wants to acknowledge that it is the second suspension inside of a year, and they were trying to go around the NCAA by taking a three-game suspension that was self-imposed at the beginning of the year. And there's an ongoing FBI investigation into one of your former assistant coaches and Walt Weiss also still on the table. Oh, yeah. By the way. Let's throw that little nugget in there. <laughs> I love what they're doing is for the players because it's working for the for the players and their mindset and their attitude in the, in the room. But for the rest of us, I'm with you. I mean, this is all, this is all on you, Harbaugh. And I, I like the fact that the players aren't being punished. They're just, they're just publicly shaming one guy, and that's Jim Harbaugh. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. What's it like to win the first-ever championship in a franchise's history? Bruce Bochy, manager of the Texas Rangers, joins us next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Here it comes. In there! And that does it! History in the desert. The Texas Rangers, for the first time ever, are World Series champs. And the celebration begins third base side of the mound. The dog pile as they jump up and down out of the dugout, out from the bullpen in right field. The Rangers celebrate. The Texas Rangers are World Series champs. It happened for the first time this year. That was Boog Shambi on ESPN Radio with the call a couple of weeks back. The manager of the World Series champion Texas Rangers is Bruce Bochy. Fourth time that he has won a championship, and he joins Chris Carlin, Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio. Bruce, I, you think back probably right around about a year ago, you're having a conversation with Chris Young. You decide to make the decision to, to come back. Could you ever have imagined that it turned out like this this quickly? Wow, I can't say that, to be honest. But I did think that this club was on the right track. I thought you know, we would have a chance to make a lot of noise, get to the postseason. You never know, though, when would you get there. But – you know, with the vision that CY had, I mean, Chris was, <clears throat> he was uh, just so determined to get baseball turned around in Texas and, and talking to Ray Davis, the owner, you know, with his commitment to go out and get starting pitching. I felt good about this team, even before spring training. And then when I got to spring training, I said, man, this team's got a chance to, to do something special. Now, you know, to win the World Series the first year, I mean, that's, it's always going to be hard to say that, but I, I will say, uh, you know, this club did surprise me. Boach, t- take us to that sales job that, that Chris Young, the GM of the Rangers, uh, had with you at, in, at your home in Nashville. I heard it was a tuna fish sandwich that may have been made and you were discussing uh, coming out of retirement over. Not quite sure if you can confirm or deny that, but that whole sales job in your house in Nashville, what was that like? Well... I'm not sure what kind of sandwich it was. I know uh, my wife made some sandwiches <laughs> for us. It, it might have been tuna fish. She, she had an assortment of sandwiches there. But, uh, no, really, I can't say it was a sales job as, as much as uh, he was just, you know, speaking from his heart on, on what he wanted to uh, accomplish, uh, you know, with the Texas uh, team this year. And uh, not just this year, but, you know, uh, for, uh, you know, for – the future here just to have a, you know, have a winning uh, ball club there and, and didn't let up on it, you know, and we talked about a lot of things, but you know, he just had his vision. He, he knew the club needed some pitching and, you know, there's some things he wanted to do. And uh, we went in and into all that, but uh, it's it just a passion that, that came out from him. I mean, he, he just um, has a lot of pride in, you know, cause he grew up there. He has a lot of pride in that team. He played for me. He was a Texas Ranger uh, fan as a young kid. And, and that came out and 
you know, listening to him and, and realizing how bad he wanted to win there, I said, hey, I'm all in. I, I can't wait to go. And in fact, I'm, I'm sitting in a chair uh, across from where he was sitting right now. <laughs> wow. Poach, when you um, think about how this run came together lately, the team was, you know, had their streaks of, of inconsistency at times during the year. But that last week on the West Coast trip, um, you unfortunately don't win the division. Then you got to turn around, go to Tampa. Then you got to turn around, go out west. Your your team's away for 17 days. What changed in that 48 to 72 hour period that got this team on the run? That's a great question. I wish I had a great answer for you, <laughs> but I, 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 I really don't, to be honest, because we hit that road trip. We went to Anaheim. We took two two out of three there. Um, which we had to do, and we wanted to win a couple in Seattle. And we uh, had to scramble to win one against, you know, their ace. And, and then the last game, of course, we lost one to nothing. Now, that's that's pretty disheartening. I, all we had to do is win one more. We we would have had the division. Or if Houston would have lost one in Arizona, and they, they swept them there. So now we got to fly over Dallas uh, where we could have landed and had five days off. we got to, you know, look down at Dallas and, Say, you know, hey, we, that's where we could have been, but we had to keep going to uh, Tampa. Now, wasn't anything I said? I said I, I said this about this team. They were remarkable all year at getting up when they got knocked down. I mean, it started early in the season. Degrom went down. It was like next man up, and they didn't talk about it. They just focused forward. And those losing streets you were talking about, we had a lot of them. I mean, this. This was a bumpy ride, no getting around it. The bullpen was bumpy, and uh, and I really felt this uh, because we really had some great, just great teammates. Uh, they were men on that team, and and I said once this club gets to Tampa, and they they you know they realize they're in the playoffs and you're in that playoff atmosphere. Uh, I really felt good about how they would bounce back, but it's hard to say they're going to win eleven consecutive. Uh, road games against the teams that we played, uh, Tampa, Baltimore, and of course Houston. So they amazed me. They really did. They inspired me uh, on how they were determined to find a way to get it done. Boach, you now are a four-time World Series champion, and I'm I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you're going to say to this question because whether it's it's baseball, football, basketball, what are some key elements that every championship team has to have? Well, I'll start with uh, your, your team has to, first of all, you have to have talent, obviously. That's, that, that doesn't need to be said. But, uh, you know, it's a team that has to be focused uh, on, on the fundamentals of baseball, uh, uh, do the little things. That's what I was proud of. I think we were next to the lowest team as far as uh, making errors. Uh, uh, so we played very good defensively. And that's, that's what we talked about in spring training. So, uh, so whatever sport you're in, I think that's the case, basketball, football, or baseball. That's never going to change. You can talk about analytics all you want, but, you know, you still have to execute uh, the fundamentals. Uh, the other one I, I, I just think is a key is uh, hopefully you can create an environment that unleashes the talent that you have and gets them to play as one. We talk about, uh, you know, playing together and that. Uh, that has to happen, I think, in, in any sport. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that you're, you're singing 
kumbaya you know every day but it's it's when you hit that field you know you're all playing together and uh and you're caring about each other and you're you're playing for each other and that's that's uh, a culture that i think needs to you know to develop and it it doesn't just happen you know it, it it's something that has to be uh, worked on and and so we just had the right guys. I started with CY even before I got here. When he went and got Marcus Simeon and uh, Corey Seager, I mean that's a pretty good foundation for a club. And uh, but the rest of them just did a great job of you know setting aside their own agenda and doing what's best for the team. And the last one, I, every day you go out there, you got to be prepared. That's a, I think that's uh, important. Whatever sport you're into, uh, uh, prepare for that game, the moment. Uh, uh, and I had a great coaching staff that worked hard. Uh, Mike Maddox is you know, nobody better out there. Uh, he had these uh, pitchers prepared uh, every day. Uh, Donnie Ecker and Tim Hires, my hitting guys, they had them prepared for a uh, pitcher they were facing. They had a great game plan. And, uh, of course, uh, Ragsdale, Tony Beasley with the defensive part of it, Bobby Wilson. And and so uh, that's a big thing for me. And I have to I tell him. Tell myself every day, I got to go through it too. I, I don't want to be surprised. I, I, I want to be prepared for every game. I didn't mean to get long winded there, but uh, probably could go on, but uh, I'll stop there. Well, it was a pretty good answer. <laughs> That's a hell in of fact, answer. <laughs> uh, got one or two more for you. It's Bruce Bochy, manager of the Texas Rangers, the world champs, fourth time he's won a title. You mentioned Simeon and Seeger. You know, Bochy, they both had that tough first year when they signed these mega deals. And that's never easy for an athlete to deal with. I'm just curious as to uh, how they were able to kind of snap back into being the players that they always have been. And just when you look at two guys on one team being finalists for MVP tonight, how much pride do you take in that? I couldn't be happier for these two. I mean, would they sign sure they get their uh, big deals and they earn those. I mean, Unbelievable players. Uh, I, I'm lucky to have them. Trust me. Uh, uh, just great people too. Uh, I'm a great teammates uh, along with the talent. And I'm sure they felt a lot of pressure the first year. Uh, you know, with everybody thinking, okay, we got these two. You know, it's going to turn around that fast. But I've said this. I think one of the toughest hurdles that you got to get over before you get to uh, those winning uh, ways or get to the postseason is the belief that you can win. And it's not going to be one or two guys in our game. It just doesn't happen like that. It takes everybody to 26 man roster. You need pitching, you need everybody. And uh, so, you know, they're, they're a great foundation, but you know, they, they weren't going to do it by themselves. And so when CY went out and got the pitching, I think that's in a sense of confidence with everybody. Like, wow, we, we are good. You know, we, we belong here. And, uh, so, you know, being led by those two certainly helped. And, and so for them to be, uh, you know, up for MVP, uh, it, it's so deserving because we, we don't win without either one. And, and what, again, we're lucky to have them. Marcus didn't miss a game, broke a record for most of the bats ever in our game in a season. And, and Corey, you know, we had to deal uh, without him for a while. And uh, thankfully we, you know, we, we held our own there, but, it's just incredible what, what this man does. He, he's he's just got great instincts for the game. And we talk about his hitting, but his base running, his, his defensive work at shortstop, he's just an all-around elite player. And I, I've enjoyed getting to know him and watch him play every day. All right, Boach, off-season, 
you dial out, you recharge. Hunting or fishing? I can't remember. Which one is it? Well, and you know what? Fishing more than anything. In fact, I'm leaving here in a couple of days. I'm going to go down to Florida, northern Florida. My sister has a place there uh, near Jacksonville, near Amelia Island. And in fact, I've already got a, a guide there for a couple of days. I'm going to take my son with me. Uh, and uh, we're going to fish there for about a, well, I don't know, a week or so and uh, go after some speckled trout, some redfish. Uh, that's my f- preference. And I'm a big surf fishing guy. I love relaxing uh, on the beach, have my chair, maybe a cold beer, and uh, we just go. relax and you know, and try to catch something there. So that that's my lazy, easy way of, of fishing. But uh, I'll, I'll be going after uh, some other fish, too. Bunch, absolutely fantastic, and you you earned every bit of it. Take as much time as you want uh, with doing this because Stock you brought a cooler. Hey, second time you brought a, a championship to a city that hadn't had one before. We appreciate the time. I've been a fan since you were catching Craig Swan in, in Flushing, New York, in front of thirty people back in the early eighties. Bunch, appreciate well, the time. That's the name from the past. You know that name you mentioned. That's yeah. who I got my first base hit off when I played with Houston was Craig Swan. And oh, that's outstanding. Them. That's awesome. I just pulled that one out of nowhere, but I remember. <laughs> I remember. Bruce, thanks again. Congratulations. All right, guys. Good talking with you. See you, Boach. Absolutely. Bruce Bochy, manager of the Rangers. And, of course, they win a championship for the first time in the history of that franchise. I will go and towel off after that. Hey, two <laughs> words you can now say as a Rangers fan. Game Six. Yes. Oh, God. That one's always going to sting, though. I'm not going to lie. Carlin versus Joe, <laughs> ESPN <laughs> This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The Bengals coming off that loss to the Texans. I think they're going to have a little bit something to prove. The Ravens coming off a loss too, but you got to think Joe Burrow wants to go out there and sling it a little bit. Hopefully this Thursday we catch when we want them. You know, we have success with the D-ball. Um, we need to transition over to the games. I think the Marlon Humphrey injury looms huge now going into tomorrow night. Whenever you take Jamar Chase away, it's like, okay, well, what else do they have? And that's what the Bengals are searching right now is for offense outside of Jamar Chase. And- T. Higgins out tonight is not going to help. They still have Tyler Boyd. Listen, there's enough there, and Chase is good enough where it's not going to be a case of fully taking him away. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Ian Fitzsimmons in for Joe today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Look, Chase, to me, if you gave me... And I know there's a lot of good ones. If you're telling me I'm starting my franchise with one receiver right now, it's Jamar Chase in the league because I feel like he is the most electric of them all. And I'm including Tyreek Hill in that. And I know what that's saying. But And Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson too, absolutely, uh, who is amazing. But if I had to go with one of them, it, it would absolutely be Chase because he changes everything in the span of a second. And that's why I don't think they fully can shut him down tonight, especially without Marlon Humphrey. Well, right now I just looked it up, and 
you've got as far as the, the total in this game, because you like the under, I like the under, you're going to love this. 68% of America right now is on the over. So uh, I'm, I'm a contrarian. I like being on the same side as big buildings in the desert, right? So, yep. um, you know, I, I, I do like the under tonight, and I expect Joe Burrow to have one hell of a game. He knows exactly what's on the line tonight. And I, it's, I don't bet against that guy when it comes to big spots and when, when the lights are brightest. So I'll take the, you know, it's three and a half right now on ESPN bet. Buy it up to four. I like the Bengals plus the points tonight and the under. You don't like the hook, do you? I will ne- look, I'm an old bookie, man. So I, I, I never, ever, ever want to get beaten by that little sucker dangling next to the number. I, I, yeah. I will buy it every single time because the, the, the handful of times I haven't, guess what? It got me. Yeah. I will, I will always, and I know it's a lot of times flushing money down the toilet, but I will always buy that hook. Here's what's just scaring me about the Bengals tonight is that their history in these situations has not been great. Burroughs one and three against Lamar. Lamar has owned Cincinnati for the most part. He's three and oh against the division in primetime, Burroughs 0 and 3. And the Bengals have lost 14 straight road primetime games. Now, I know when it comes to tonight, all of that doesn't mean anything, but it's a hell of a trend. <laughs> it's a hell of a trend yeah, to no, not ignore. <laughs> and that's why I'm going you know, kind of like Leroy Jethro Gibbs back in the days of NCIS. I'm going with my gut, and it's a big old gut, man. And it's just I'm not going to bet against Joey being in a spot like this. I think he, he comes out and absolutely shines tonight. Uh, but the the other aspect is, when I say shine, meaning he has the ball last, mm. I, I like my chances. But, I, again, I hate the fact that it's on a Thursday night on a short week. I, for me, I, listen, I, I, I'm i just happy to have this kind of a game in primetime tonight. But more than anything, when it comes to Lamar, against this Bengals defense, he should be able to do some things. Like, the, even on a short week, he should be able to – play at the level that we're accustomed to. And listen, there have been a couple of games in there that haven't been his best. And that's why, like, the the continued discussion and the continued um, positioning of him right now as the third favorite for the MVP is a, is a hair confusing for me. Because while I think he's capable of winning it again this year, I think it's I, – I, he probably shouldn't be up – that high if you had the vote right now is he in your top three yeah i mean he'd be right there with mahomes and hurts but he'd be behind those two yeah see from i don't even think that mahomes is the guy this year because he hasn't even played that great and even jalen hurts i think we could tell like i don't think we truly have unveiled who our mvp is this year no in the moment though those would be my top three right now okay it sounds like you like the ravens laying the points in the under i like the under I'm. I, I want to. I want to bet the Bengals. I don't know that I can bring myself to do it. Understood. That's the problem. I'll bet them for you. Maybe the hook will benefit me in you know the other way. <laughs> Maybe I'll take the three and a half. You know, we want to know with the hook. That's all. Wouldn't kill me. You killed me. Uh, thanks for doing it, Haas. Always enjoy, brother. Looking forward to it. Washington, Oregon State. Enjoy Carvallis. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.